This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 222. Welcome to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. Today, I want to talk about springing back from difficulty or what we could call resiliency. I've had a few weeks that have tested my patience and things have happened, nothing really bad, but just things in my mind. And so it was on my heart to talk about this subject today because like me, Many of my coaching clients are bouncing back from disappointment and challenges. It's a common problem. Stuff happens, life happens, and we have a lot of stressful thoughts about the stuff happening. And then we need to be resilient in order to bounce back. It's not easy for sure, but I wanted to bring you some research-based advice today to help you build your resiliency muscle. So before we get into that, I've got two webinars to talk to you about. The first one is a free offer from 360 Coverage Pros. They're hosting a free webinar for those of us looking for or wanting to learn more about veterinary liability insurance. We all have to have good insurance to protect us and our license. So if you want to learn the basics or compare your current policy, this is the webinar. It's Friday, June 2nd at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, and it's a first in their series of free liability insurance information. So if you're looking to compare insurance, you're working relief, or you just want to understand how to protect your license, sign up for this free webinar. You can find it at 360coveragepros.com or search any of their social media sites to find their link. The other webinar I want to remind you about, and I've talked about this the last couple of weeks, is from my friends at the Senior and Geriatric Dog Veterinary Society. This society was founded by women, two general practitioners, and an internal medicine specialist, and their focus is to enhance and optimize our care for the special geriatric and senior patient population. So they have created some CE coming in May, and it's focused solely on senior and geriatric canine medicine. And we all need to learn more about this, right? My dog Trent is old and I'm starting to see the changes. And so we all need to learn about this. To learn more about this fabulous CE that they're offering, go to SeniorDogVets.com and use my code VETLIFECOACH50 for a $50 discount. www.SeniorDogVets.com and use the code VETLIFECOACH50 and you'll get $50 off. So go check that out. They're great, great people. Okay, now let's get back into this podcast on resiliency. The definition of resilience is springing back or rebounding, returning to the original form or position after being bent, compromised, or stretched. And I love that visual. Aren't we oftentimes bent, compromised, or stretched by life? And then the other definition, well, there's a couple more, is recovering from illness, depression, or adversity, or anything like that. 
And then another word that I really liked when I read it was buoyant. So being buoyant. When you develop the ability to float, when you feel like you're sinking. So that's kind of an interesting visual. I believe that resilience is a skill that we can develop and work to improve. I know throughout my lifetime, some of the problems that I had earlier in my life and in practice didn't bother me as much the older I got. It's like, oh, I've been there, done that. I know how to handle mean clients. I know how to handle adversity. I know how to handle employees that aren't doing well. And so you develop this skill. So just like everything in life, you can take time and work and get better at being resilient. And I don't think it's uh, you have it or you don't. I think some people seem more resilient than others because they have a personality that appears to take everything in stride. But in reality, those people also struggle. And we all struggle with the spring back. When things don't go our way, it can be difficult, right? So much of the information that I'm going to share with you on this podcast, I compiled from a couple of different places. One was the Mayo Clinic website. They had an article on resiliency. And then there was another article that I researched through the app Calm. Um, So if you're interested in learning more about this subject, you can probably find out more there. The American Psychological Association defines resilience as the process of adapting well in face of adversity, trauma, tragedy, threats, or significant sources of stress, such as family relationship problems, serious health problems, or workplace and financial stressors. So resilience is your ability to bounce back and adapt. And it's also your ability to keep stable, keep in a stable mental state, despite what's going on outside your body. And we talk about this a lot, right? If we can control our brain, that chihuahua brain that scares us into, you know, cowing cowing down and pulling back, we can become stronger. So remember that resilience isn't an absence of stress or difficulty. It's not a magical cure-all. It's a way to help you better understand and manage your responses and to recognize the warning signs when those stressors come up again. So resilience involves behaviors, thoughts, actions that we can all develop. There was a study in the Harvard Business Review and they talked about three key factors to help make people more resilient. And these three factors were high levels of competence in their abilities, so becoming competent, right? Getting more confidence. Disciplined routines for their work, so having a routine every day. And that's something that I'm kind of struggling with right now, and I think that's why I'm having trouble with my own resilience is because this discipline routine is kind of getting away from me. And then the third one is social and family support. So if you have friends, if you have support, that helps with your resiliency. That's from Harvard Business. So let's think about these factors that make people more resilient. Are you somebody that dwells on problems or do you spring back easily? Ask yourself that. Do you have a victim story in your head that makes you feel helpless or hopeless? Sometimes we do, right? Do you feel confident in your abilities to do your job or care for your family or even care for yourself? 
if you're lacking that confidence, that is going to tear down that ability to be resilient. And if you're disciplined in your routine and you have social and family support, that's going to bolster your resilience, right? So when we lack resilience, we become overwhelmed. And we might use coping mechanisms that are not healthy, such as overeating, overdrinking, going on social media too much. And that's something that I've had to really work on the last month or so. I, I keep finding myself drawn to social media, and that just makes me more negative. That just makes me more stressed. So if you're social media-ing all over the place, or you're Netflix-ing, you know, if you're watching movies that you shouldn't be watching, or you're, you know, vegging in some way, some people even turn to drugs, which is even more of a dangerous practice. If you find yourself doing that more, understand that it's probably stress-related, and you need to think about building, working to build that resistance. And it won't make your problems go away, But when you do develop the ability to see past the problems and work to glean the lessons out of the adversity, it'll allow you to let things roll off your back and not stew and not stay in them and not let them affect you. And for me, the stress when I'm not resilient affects me health-wise. I get stomach issues and I don't feel well. And then when I don't feel well, it causes me more stress. And it's kind of this treadmill thing. You know, you're running, trying to beat whatever this is. And if you can just slow down and think about it, you can actually work on it and get better at it. And that's what, that's why I wanted to talk about this today. So why is being resilient important? So when you're working on self-development or your self-management, this is one of the tools. It can be a great tool in your mental toolbox because it helps you better handle challenges and changes. And these are going to happen every day, right? There's going to be little challenges in every day. And you'll be better at handling the stresses and the ups and downs of the day than letting them go and keeping them from you feeling overwhelmed. So today, this morning, I went to pickleball to play pickleball with some people, and I'm very new at this. I don't really know how to play. I've played tennis before, I've played racquetball before, so I kind of know how to hit a ball, but I don't know the rules, and I had to play with people that are already skilled at playing. And so just that little stress of going there and overcoming my um, embarrassment at the way I play, so to speak, causes me some stress. So if I can build my resiliency, then I will be better at handling just that little challenge. And it's it seems trivial, but these little day-to-day challenges that you encounter can cause you to really go down a road of not feeling well and not doing well. And if you work on becoming more resilient, those skills will not only help you but they'll also rub off on your family and your team. Because if you are resilient and you take things in stride, your team will be calmer. They'll work better. You'll have a better culture in your hospital and everyone will be healthier and happier. So if you're, re- if you're reluctant to be more resilient or work on your resilience, resiliency for yourself, think about what it'll do for your, your family and your hospital team. Because that is something that you can really do for them is become more resilient yourself. So why are we having such a struggle right now with resilience? I feel like 
today's world has made it much more difficult, not only in practice, because the state of veterinary medicine is so all over the place and changing so much. We're short-staffed, we have increased client demands, so we feel more overwhelmed and less resilient. And also the world, because we're more disconnected from our friends and our family. COVID kind of pulled all of us apart, and I think we're struggling to get back together. Even though we're in the same room with people now, we're feeling a little bit more like a community, I think there's some leftover stress because of COVID and all the things that it brought us. And then we've got the negative feedback that the clients give us, that we get from our hospital management, all those things make it more difficult for us. And we have all these terrible online reviews and email. There's something that we miss out on in the forms of communication that make people feel more disconnected, right? If we're talking over email and we're having discussions over email, we're not really connected. And I just had this exact scenario with one of my clients a few weeks back. She was having a disagreement with one of her team members and they were doing all their communication over email and it wasn't going well. They, they just weren't connecting. And so there's much more miscommunication when you're doing something over email rather than face-to-face, but we're reluctant to do the face-to-face thing, the face-to-face meeting, because we don't trust ourselves in conflict situations. And so that's another reason to build this muscle so you can feel like you can overcome these challenges. And another thing I think that's difficult right now is we seem to have less time. Life is going at lightning speed, and it seems to speed up more and more every day, making us feel overwhelmed. Sometimes I'll be working along and thinking I'm doing great, and then all of a sudden it's five or six o'clock, and I'm like, what the heck? Where did this day go? And I get down on myself because I'm not accomplishing enough, and that's part of the problem, right? We also sometimes have difficulties at home, and that can cause us to feel isolated, And those feelings of isolation are real. Even if there's people in the room with us and you feel isolated and spending, like you're spending your time alone, just that feeling can be overwhelming. And it's kind of ironic, right? When you're with your family and you feel alone, it's kind of crazy, but it's true. And you'll be stressed trying to balance all the needs of your family and your work life. It all kind of gets jumbled together, right? So, In saying all that, I want to offer you that it's not all doom and gloom. It's not all bad. We can find great new ways to bring back our mental health and mental wellness and create resilience back in our lives. So let's talk about how we can adapt. So if resilience is the ability to adapt to difficult situations when stress, adversity, or trauma strike, you still will have to experience all those feelings of anger, if there's grief, if there's pain. Those feelings are not going to be gone with resilience. The idea is, is you're able to keep functioning physically and psychologically in spite of those feelings of anger, pain, or grief. And it isn't about putting up with difficulty or being stoic. It's being able to reach out to other people for support. That is part of resiliency. So here are some tips 
that I compiled from some of this research to help you improve your resilience. And I'm going to practice these this week, and I hope that you will as well practice them with me. So if you're somewhere where you can write these down, great. If you're not, just listen and think about it and and vow to do some of these things this week. So the first one is getting more connected. Building strong relationships with loved ones or friends can provide you with support, guidance, and acceptance, no matter what's happening in your life. So to get more connected, you can volunteer, you can join a club or a church, kind of like I did this morning by going to the pickleball club in my neighborhood. Get connected with people. Spend more time with your veterinary team doing something that connects you or feels fun, if that's part of your social connection at work. It might feel a little bit difficult for you, especially if you tend towards being introverted and you don't know how to meet strangers. But even as an extrovert, I sometimes have trouble stepping out of my comfort zone and meeting new people. It's normal to feel uncomfortable when you don't know people and you're trying to walk into a group of people that are already friends and you're the outsider. And so when I walked into pickleball the last couple of weeks, I was really intimidated because I'm new at the sport. I don't know these people. They're good pickleball players as far as I know. So I really had to push myself to show up and just join. And I didn't know anyone. So getting over that fear, that chihuahua brain fear to walk into a group of strangers and just be open and welcoming to them so they'll open up and welcome you back it's helpful. And then once you do it, you'll have a great time like I did. And I actually did pretty good at pickleball if I do say so myself. So just get out of your way and push through those uncomfortable feelings of being a stranger because your brain will say, oh, you don't belong here. You shouldn't, you know, associate with these people or whatever your brain's telling you. If you don't overcome that, you'll continue to feel alone and disconnected. And being connected is part of a resilient mindset. And you'll be surprised how happy it'll make you and the other people when you ask to connect. Most people want to feel that connection. And so they're feeling just as uncomfortable as you are. So try to get over that. Okay, some other things that will help us improve resilience are trying to make every day meaningful in some way. So do something that gives you a sense of accomplishment or purpose. Just every day, pick one little thing. It might be working on your mental health. It might be doing something physical to help your physical health. It might be reaching out to others to help them. It may be setting clear and achievable goals to help you work towards your future or some meaning in your life. Another thing that's great to do is to reflect on past experiences when you've been resilient. Think of how you've coped with hardships in the past. How have you persevered? How have you overcome? We've got a lot of practice at this, right? In veterinary medicine, there's lots of hardships. And so we practice daily getting over ourselves. So look at those skills that you've employed in the past that have helped you get through the difficulties. You might even write about these past experiences in your journal. Sometimes journaling will help you get those experiences out of your head so you can really see how you got over it and identify your positive reactions and your negative behavior patterns. Because if you can analyze them, then you can change them into better future behaviors. Another thing that I really would like you to think about, and I I loved this one when I read it, 
is embrace hope. Sometimes we forget that there's always hope and that you can always choose a different emotion than you're having right now. And I love hope. It's a beautiful emotion. You can't change the past, but you can always look forward to the future. So acceptance and then maybe anticipating change even makes it easier to adapt. And then you'll be less anxious. Another one, and we talk about this one a lot, so it's going to kind of be a repeat, is taking care of yourself. And this one sounds simple to me, but it isn't, right? It's one of the most difficult things to do. Tending to your own needs and working on your feelings, participating in your hobbies that you enjoy, physical activities to keep your body healthy, getting those into your daily routine, maybe getting outside more, getting better sleep, and creating consistency in your sleep. All of these things help you to kind of build up your resiliency muscle and then also help you leave work behind so it isn't constantly on your mind. And remember that it's okay to rest as long as it's resting your mind and not spinning on what you should be doing. I have a tendency to think I should always be busy. And so even when I decide to rest and take care of myself, my brain will often tell me that I should be doing something else. And so I really have to watch for that thought, that shoulda thought, you shoulda done this, you should be doing that. That is a thought that really plagues me and you cannot relax. You can't take care of yourself when you're shoulding yourself, right? So practice some stress management and and relaxation techniques. Yesterday I did yoga. It was amazing. It really helped me focus in and let go of all my you should be doing something else thoughts. Um, I love the meditation apps. You know, Headspace is my favorite. But something like that or even just deep breathing or praying, whatever works for you, but take care of yourself. It's so important. Another thing that I like to remind us all to do, and that's part of what we do in coaching, is reframing your thinking. So when things are changing or there's difficulties, we usually default to our stress reactions and we don't challenge them. We don't recognize them. And so in order to escape that cycle, you need to track your own reactions to your stresses and consider whether they're valid or not. Oh, and another thing that I loved to read was be sure to externalize your stress. And what they mean by that is to keep it separated from yourself. So a lot of times I'll say things like, I'm stressed, or I'm a stressed, stout person, or I feel stressful, that kind of thing. Like I put it on me. So rather than acknowledging that you're just experiencing a bout of stress, and it will pass, calling yourself a stressed person is something that you want to avoid. So thinking about there is stress today, not necessarily I'm a stressed person. And another technique which is very similar that was suggested by a leadership researcher, Robert J. Thomas, is to reframe your tension. Recharacterize your misses and mistakes as learning opportunities rather than failures. And so if you can reframe your words around that, you'll begin to see that succeeding 
is because of your struggles and overcoming them, because of overcoming your failures and not in spite of them. So another technique to become more resilient is to actually be proactive. Don't ignore problems. Figure out what needs to be done, make a plan, and then take an action. We talk about on the podcast that you can change your feelings by either thinking differently or acting differently. So it might take time to recover from a major setback or some sort of trauma, but know that your situation can improve if you take action, if you're proactive. And that might be finding ways to make your life easier, getting more organized, taking shortcuts for things that are making you feel overwhelmed. If you can think of a way to make things easier for yourselves, You all know that I'm a big fan of time blocking and planning my day, and I feel most out of control if I don't do that. I feel overwhelmed when I don't plan my day. And because I'm the kind of person that kind of likes to fly by the seat of my pants, I frequently do this to myself. And then when I don't plan and I don't time block, I start to feel lost, and then I start wasting time or feeling as if I'm wasting time, and I feel stressed. And then I spin in that uncertainty of, you know, what am I doing? So remember that many of us are control freaks and we're used to being in charge. But when we let our chihuahua brain take control, that will make us feel more stressed and overwhelmed. So we have to train that brain, understand that brain, and give it some direction. So resiliency takes time and practice. And if you don't feel like you're making progress, and if you don't know where to start, consider getting help. The first step was connecting. You may have to connect with someone like a coach or a therapist, or if one of your friends seems to kind of have it all figured out, you could talk to them. Remember that there's no shame in asking for help because we all struggle. And there are many, many mental health professionals that are ready to help you and us do this work because we all can become better. We all can feel better. We all can do better, but we have to choose to work towards that better. And so with work and guidance and taking some of these steps that we're talking about today, you can become more resilient and become more mentally healthy. Okay, so my homework for you this week, if you choose to take the assignment, is to design your days around becoming more resilient. Decide that you want to become better at feeling and and experiencing your stress without letting it overwhelm you. And this is how I'm doing it. Each day I've decided to start with a plan for the day keep it in my journal, and do these things. Schedule what you want to do today and be kind to yourself with that plan. Don't overschedule yourself because that's what I always want to do, right? I put too many things on my list. And then when I don't get it done, then I beat myself up and cause myself stress. So make a plan, but make it kind. Make a plan for your self-care at the same time. So plan into your day some yoga or meditation or whatever works for you. Bike riding, pickleball, taking a walk, relaxing, 
But remember that usually social media and that kind of thing isn't relaxing. I do find TV watching relaxing, or at least I think I do, as long as I keep it to a reasonable amount, right? I don't just sit there and binge because after, you know, two or three hours of watching a show, it's no longer relaxing, right? You just get to the point where you're a veg. The other thing that I want you to think about doing is reaching out to one person a day, or if that's too much, you can do one a week to either connect with them or check in on them. Because even if you are reaching out to someone to check in on them, you're connecting and it'll make them feel better and it'll make you feel better. Whenever I email someone or text someone or even call someone and they answer and talk back with me, I feel like I've, I'm doing better. And they also oftentimes express to me that they feel good that I was thinking about them and that I reached out, right? So connect with someone. That's kind of the third homework step. And then the fourth one is take a moment to reflect on what you did well yesterday as far as resiliency goes and write it down so you can remember when you do well. That's kind of an exercise in noticing the good, right? It's kind of like gratituding, that kind of thing. Notice when you do well. And then another thing you can do is write down a gratitude because grateful hearts are always happier and more resilient. And then embracing hope. Ask yourself why you're hopeful today. What am I hopeful about? What's going to happen in my future that could be good? And that is a wonderful step. And then guard your mind from the negativity. So you might have to put down the social media. You might have to not watch the news because right now the news is really awful, right? Don't fill your brain with that garbage. Okay, so that was seven steps if you got them. Scheduling planning for self-care, reaching out to a person a day, taking a moment to reflect, writing down a gratitude, embracing hope, and then guarding your mind. Those are the homework steps that I want you to try today. And if that's too much, just pick one or two. Any little thing you can do to work towards bettering yourself, self-development, is going to help, right? So I'm going to do this exercise. I'm going to challenge you to do this exercise. And if you do... And you could send me an email. That would be amazing. I'd love to hear what you're doing. I'd love to hear how it's going and how you're feeling. And if you need help, I can always email you back and make some suggestions on how you can do better. So feel free to reach out. My email is jacapelldvm at gmail.com. I would also love for you to go to my YouTube channel because we've been working to get more videos out there of the podcast for you. Um, But I have very few followers or subscribers, I guess they're called on YouTube. So if you could go subscribe for me, that would be awesome. And listen to a couple of the podcasts there because it's kind of fun to watch, right? If you get to see people talking. I like to see what my guests look like. And so sometimes I'll even go back and listen to some myself. Okay, I have one quote for you today before we wrap up. And it is from Steve Maraboli. And it says, life doesn't get easier or more forgiving we get stronger and more resilient. And isn't that true, right? Life is hard, but we can do better. Okay, my friends, please send me a message that you're there. Ask me a question. Let me know you're out there so I know that you're listening. If you have a moment to do that this week and also do your homework and I'll be doing mine. And next week, I'll probably have a guest for you. Um, But we'll talk about this again because I think this subject is super important to keep us on track. So everybody, have a beautiful week. 
become more resilient. And I'll talk to you again next week. Bye.